run. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talk with Army. This is where we discuss the good, bad, and ugly sides of K-pop stan Twitter. I'm your co-host Delilah. And I'm your co-host Daisy. And today we're going to be discussing what it means to be supporting OT7. Yeah, so obviously, like we do with pretty much all of our episodes, I've kind of noticed with the pattern, we kind of start off with basic definitions. So we're going to just give a quick run through of what it means to be OT7. OT7, definitely, you have to think um, back a few years when Tumblr was around and we had the term OTP. And Mm -hmm. your OTP, which stands for One True Pairing, was like, basically your ultimate shit and so now people kind of use that um to encompass like their ultimate group so if you're like a fan of shiny you know you would say ot5 for five members if you were like a twice fan you would say ot9 for nine members and so for bts we have ot7 so one true seven you're for all seven members um Mm -hmm. all of them together Yeah, exactly. So being OT7 is kind of like with the same sort of definitions as what Tumblr was doing back then, except it just means that if you're OT7, it means that you support and you love all the members. So kind of slightly different meaning, but like kind of same concept anyway. So yeah. But you know, as the internet evolves, language evolves and stuff. So now it's, it doesn't have like a romantic connotation. But besides that, we now that we know what OT7 is, we need to clarify what it doesn't mean because that is the current problem plaguing Army Twitter right now. Oh, for sure. So, you know, just to, you know, dispel some false definitions, what OT7 doesn't stand for is only supporting projects that involve all seven members. OT7 means that like, not only do you love and support all members, but like, uh, for example, if something is coming out and not all the members are on it, you still support that and you support like solo work and stuff like that. So not just stuff where all the members are in it, it's stuff with all the members, including stuff that are unit songs or uh, solo works. BTS is a collective, but they're also individuals as well, and they, individual or not, they still have the BTS brand, so by supporting them individually, you're helping BTS as a whole, and also, if you're, if you support them all individually, and you love them individually, you would want to see individual success as well, so... There's really no reason to not support it just because not all seven are involved. And there's lots of recent issues we can point to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was like, for example, the most recent issue um, where there was the Savage Love Remix discourse that was going on. A lot of people were um, unsure whether to give it the same support that we're giving other songs um, because not all the members were on it because it was just, uh, it was Yoongi, it was J-Hope, and then it was Jungkook. And uh, the other members were not on the track. So people were like, oh, do we support it? Do we not? And the answer- instead because- Yeah, like people were like, oh yeah, maybe we should just 
fully focus on dynamite like a lot of people i even saw like a lot of tweets that were saying that like just give it like one listen and then let the leave the locals to like support it or whatever and i was like there's so much wrong with that first of all like even though bts are like super big like leaving stuff to like the gp the gp hello like the most fickle crowd that there is absolutely not because like even with their success like nothing is guaranteed so they need all the support that they can get so if it happens to be the case where they don't get a lot of support from the gp for whatever reason they still have the fan support to fall back on yeah look at what happened to katie perry who oh yeah heavily I didn't even realize how much she was relying on GP support, but it definitely was a lot because her recent release did not, um, you know, what? I, I mean, I don't want to drag Katie, you know, she's had a tough life, but we love her. her. Her fans let her down. I'll say that because the sales were absent. Like, wasn't it like 700? Like, I'm not laughing because I find it funny. I'm laughing because I'm shocked. Like, I've never, for a big artist like her, it, like, it blew my mind how low the sales were. And I was like, is this the same Katy Perry that we've been seeing, like, through the entire of, like, 2010s? Like, this can't be right. This can't be teenage dream Katy Perry. This can't be. But, unfortunately, it was. Even Western stands were like, delete this. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I don't remember who it was who posted it. It might have been like pop based or like pop crave, but they were like, get rid of it. They delete like, all delete evidence. This, delete this tweet. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what you want? Like, BTS to be subjected is that to? What you want? Like, listen, the GP is great. And it's nice to see like what everyone as a collective is listening to, but that doesn't secure loyalty, it doesn't secure uh, the future. Exactly. Like, I've talked about this before in, like, a couple of tweets, but, like, GP is good for building hype, but it's not good for keeping hype. So there are a lot of people, like, for example, like, the way that, you know, especially with TikTok, how it's very easy for songs to go viral on TikTok because of, like, GP support. If you, like, have a good enough song and somebody happens to use it for something, like a dance trend, Mm -hmm. then, like, it blows up. Uh, but then the problem with that is, is that if you just leave it to GP, once somebody else makes another viral trend, they're going to move on from your music exactly. and then you're not going to have any low supporters. Fans stick around. That's why it's so important that fans support the projects that their artists put out, because if you just leave it to the general public, then once the hype dies down, then you're not going to really have that much support. And then all that success that like, people would be hoping for in the future isn't going to happen because, again, you don't have the support. Exactly. And I I got so annoyed because a few... I don't think it was a few days ago. I'm pretty sure it was probably just yesterday. But there was that whole post, uh, I think, by once that was using JYP's words as an excuse to not, like, stream or something. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, here, I popped here. I opened up Twitter, so I found the tweet. So he was saying because... Digital streaming brings large attention as long as music is popular. So that, you know, referring to the GP. um, So digital streaming is not as meaningful as hard copy album sales. If album sales are good, that directly leads to concert profits. Uh, So the best indicator of success is album sales. 
And what they took from that is streaming isn't meaningful. And I don't know how exactly they got that, but that is not what they were saying. They were saying... Not at all. GP streaming, yes. Because that doesn't... That's not an indicator of a fan base, and it doesn't accurately Mm -hmm. measure long-term loyalty. The same fans that are buying albums are is not who he referring to when it comes to streaming. He's saying if you buy a bunch of albums, that's an indicator of who's going to show up to the concerts. That's an indicator of who's going to yeah. be there for the next comeback. So that's what they mean from a business standpoint. Um, because anyone can stream. So streaming, yeah. you know, is a mixture of GP and fans. Yeah. He's not saying don't stream. <laughs> Exactly. Like, he's just saying that if you were to look at, like, if you were to use a gauge for, like, concerts, album sales would be better to look at compared to streaming. That's what he was trying to say. He wasn't trying to say that uh, uh, streaming doesn't matter at all and, you know, you shouldn't stream. Because at the end of the day, while, you know, from a financial standpoint, it might not bring much and it might not be that good of a gauge to look at if you want to see who's coming to your concerts. But from a promotional standpoint, if you have high streams, um, you know, that gets a lot of attention. And at the same time, like, uh, especially with like the whole views thing, because we were talking about this a little bit in last episode Mm -hmm. about how, like, for example, YouTube views, when people say that those don't matter, they kind of do if you want your faves to get exposure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's a lot of people who can benefit from being on the trending page on YouTube, and people will be checking out their music. Yeah, like GP streaming doesn't really mean that much. But if you're a fan, and you support that group, then you better stream because, like, why not? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. There's, there's, I don't know what the disconnect is. Why are you finding excuses to not support your faves' music? I don't understand. But anyway, back to, like, other examples. Because we had Savage Love Remix, and people were like, oh, we should focus on Dynamite. But the thing is, it's been, like, three weeks, four weeks there's only so many times we can purchase and download Dynamite um, mm-hmm. as a fandom. We're running out of credit cards. We're running out of accounts. Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, there's so many, so many times we can buy it. So if there's another release, we need to focus on that because that's fresh. It's new. It ca- it's going to catch the most attention. And we are more able to support it because... You know, we haven't maxed out our downloads on that. Yeah, because honestly, I feel like in terms of like balancing um, purchases and streaming, um, I feel like Dynamite people should be more focused on the streams, but for Savage Love people should be more focused on both the sa- uh, the purchases mm-hmm. and the streaming. Um, well, I mean, streaming might not matter as much for Savage Love because it's kind of guaranteed, number one, due to the push it's getting um, from the industry. Exactly. But for Dynamite, um, I think that people should definitely be focusing a lot more on streams because, like, I mean, it's been, like, six weeks. We've already proved that Dynamite is stable. Like, I feel like some people, you know, definitely are kind of pushing it when they say that we should, prom- like, promote it and, like, stream it over Savage Love. When um, uh, them getting a number one with a new song, I think could be also beneficial. So people just definitely need to watch it, like in terms of like 
telling people what to do and we need to focus on having a balance between purchasing and streaming because like we can't be purchasing this stream for like until december we can't be purchasing the song until december like exactly that's that's ridiculous guys it's it's, unrealistic it's, it's it's stupid it doesn't make sense i i'm sorry that sounds mean but like it's not logical okay it's not sustainable it just won't work exactly like a lot of people want to try and go all out you know to try and prove a point but it's like whatever point we were trying to prove has already been proven and it's like the only reason why we're keeping it up there is just because we want to make sure that like it's stable like we don't want free falls and that's totally fine but like you know just be careful not to be like expending all of your like our resources onto a single that we're eventually going to have to push to the back burners anyway exactly especially since their comeback is november exactly y'all are gonna have to let that thing free fall at some point in time if you don't want to let it free fall okay but we can at least let it gradually go down the hot 100 list so we can you know prioritize b because you can't say that you want to chart all of b songs on hot 100 but then you're still like saying in like week 25 stream dynamite girl what yeah, you can't be like, oh, we want to stream when we want all of B to debut on the Hot 100, but you can't even get Dynamite and Savage Love featuring BTS at the same time on the Hot 100. Like, guys. Like, on. learn to multitask first before you start talking about all of this, because at the moment, none of us know how to multitask. <laughs> that is true. Huh. <sighs> And then, like, another thing, like, was, like, the whole wasted on me thing back then. Yeah, because for anyone who wasn't there or who hasn't listened to Wasted on Me, it wasn't a BTS song. It was a song uh, on Steve Aoki's album. And uh, who was it? It was Namjoon and Jungkook. They were the two who were on that song. Um, So a lot of people were very unsure of whether they should support that as well because it wasn't on a BTS album and they were like, oh, well, like if it's not them and like they're not in the music video, like do we really have to support? And it's like, short answer, yes, you do. Um, Like, I don't know why people even have to question why we should be supporting anything that they put out. If you support that and it gets pushed to a a broader audience, especially because Steve Aoki since he's um, an EDM artist, that's a very niche genre. So mm-hmm. that is a whole new audience that BTS gets exposed to. And so if people want to know who are the vocals on that track, uh, then that's potentially new BTS fans. Especially because BTS does have a few EDM tracks like Save Me and So What and Wings, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, EDM style yeah. tracks. So, like, they have the songs for that audience, and you could gain new fans by pushing that, even if it is only Jungkook and RM. Exactly. Like, there's so many different, like, styles for everyone, so it's good to push them out to these different demographics. So, like, EDM, especially, like, working with Steve Aoki, that was, like, such a perfect move for them. Like, obviously, like, not all their songs are EDM, but that is another topic for a different episode because I have so much to say about that. But, like, people need to definitely, like, just let BTS go into all these different directions because at the end of the day, the exposure they get is going to come back to the group and then benefit them as a whole. Exactly. And also, side note, 
also when I was at the mall, I was in Route 21 and On started playing and that blew my mind because it wasn't <laughs> because it wasn't dynamite. That was in English. It was on and on was done so dirty, okay? Like, it was. It, it was done so dirty that I was shook that was playing. I just need to put that out there. I was in the mall and heard it playing. And it was the original one, not the one featuring Sia? Yeah, it was the original. There was no Sia. <laughs> Thank uh, we will not speak of that, um, that feature. We will not. No, nope, we will not. Another song uh, was Who? And I think that one was just Jungkook and Jimin. Yes, it was. And that was on it, Love's album? Yes, it was on Love's album. And, and um, a, a lot of people, like, definitely, again, same thing with confusion. Do we support it? Do we not? Bruv, the answer is yes. First of all, it's a really nice song. Like, I don't know if you haven't listened to it yet, or maybe you're kind of new. Because, I mean, it did come out a little bit a while ago. So maybe you're new yeah. and you didn't know about it, but it's called Who, and it's a really pretty, not like ballad, but it's a nice song. I think it's a nice, like, I think more of a slow type of pop song. Yeah. I definitely, like, I really love that song. Like, I have it in, like, one of my favorite playlists, and I do like to listen to it every once in a while. Um, it's just so nice. You guys should listen to it. But anyway, like... A lot of people were, like, didn't want to, like, stream or whatever. And it's just so weird to me. Oh, also, this is another issue that's really weird. Uh, people will not. This is kind of more solo stand type people. But the people that are like, oh, I, it's not my ship, so I won't stream it. Because, you weird. know, I bet the G-Cook shippers were all over who... But the V Cook shippers were probably like, nah, I wanted V on that track, you know? So, and I've seen those people, and it's it's weird and ridiculous. <laughs> that is such a cringe fest. Oh, that is embarrassing. Imagine being like, no, I'm not going to go support this because the ship that I like is not featured on it. Like, how miserable are you? If you don't go and stream that song, like, what's wrong with you? I know, it's just, it's stupid. <laughs> it really is. And then, like, another weird thing was, like, there are things that are officially released by BTS, but then, like, because BTS is not in the video, like, people weren't supporting it as much. For example, like, I'm going to use the issue of the Black Swan art film, the one where it was... Um, it was um, the video of those dancers from that dance company. And like a lot of people, um, even though like uh, people were letting them know, oh, hey, like you should go support this like because they're gonna drop this soon because like they weren't in the video physically. Like a lot of people were saying that because it wasn't the official that they weren't gonna stream it. And I was like, why? Uh, I just looked it up. It's the MN dance company. Yes, them from Slovenia. Yes, yes, yes. And because they were the ones dancing in the video and not BTS, a lot of people were like, since it's not the official one, like, I'm not going to support it or I'm not going to stream it. And because like, of you guys, we never, we got on featuring Sia instead of Black Swan orchestral version. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you guys are happy with yourselves because <laughs> you know what? 
I think out of everyone done dirty, even passed on, the ones who were done dirty the most were us because I wanted that orchestral version. It should be on Spotify right now. I could be streaming the orchestral version right now, but I'm not. There's instead we have this version of on that like literally almost nobody listens to. Listen, as a viola player, as a violist, the instrumentals of the Black Swan orchestral version are so good. And I'm I'm so upset right now, Daisy. I'm so upset. You guys can't see me. Daisy and I Skype when we do these, but like she can see how upset I am. Oh, just she looks uh, very hurt right now. <laughs> I'm so hurt. <laughs> but anyway, before we before this whole episode just becomes like 40 minutes of us crying that we don't have the orchestral version of Black Swan, there's one more example that um, I thought of um, where it was about Blueberry Eyes. Um, if anyone doesn't know what that song is, it's um, a song on Max's, this artist called Max's album. Uh, his album was called, what was it, Color Vision? Color Vision? Yes, and so the song Blueberry Eyes was him on the track along with Yoongi. And um, uh, a lot of people, because it happened during like the, the earlier weeks of Dynamite's release. So when it came out, a lot of people like were hesitant to support it because they didn't want to like put as much effort into streaming something because we had to work hard on charting Dynamite. And it's like, okay, whatever. But like, if we're going to be putting other songs in our playlist that aren't Dynamite anyway, just put it on rotation. Yeah. Also, it's a really good song. It and is. It's so good. It is a good song. And also, once again, it says it's not like it says featuring Suga, I think, of BTS, too. Yeah, so I think so. By promoting that, it's also promoting BTS as a whole because then they'll go and check out what group he's a part of. So, like, it's like this whole domino effect. I saw, I was just really mad over this tweet that was like, oh, we should treat the Savage Love remix, how we treated Blueberry Eyes. And I was like, wait a minute, how did we treat Blueberry Eyes? Are, are we, <laughs> like, are, what were we doing Blueberry Eyes? Were, were we not support, supposed to support Blueberry Eyes? I'm confused. Yeah, and I just looked it up on Spotify now, and yes, you are right. It does say featuring Suga of BTS. So it's like, everything connects back. So regardless of which solo project you are supporting, it goes back to BTS. So when people say that, like, you know, they don't want to support it because it's not the whole group, it's like, regardless of who's doing what, it's going to end up benefiting all seven of them anyway. So that's why it just really frustrates me when I see songs like this that, like, people, like, not don't want to support, but are more hesitant to support because it's like, they don't want to give it clout. And it's like, why? Why? Because it's like, at the end of the day, like, BTS were in it. And they want us to hear the song. So if, like, at the very, like, most, you don't want to hear it because, like, it's not official like, mm-hmm. promotion or whatever, like, at the very least, couldn't you at least listen to it because they want us to? Max also featured in Yungi's D2 mixtape. He was the vocal feature on the song Burn It. So they actually have a pretty close relationship. And I can tell by the way they talk about each other. So... I mean, I don't think it's kind of right to see BTS friends kind of, like, as competition. Like, in a way, it's competition, but if they're featuring on the track, like, that's their song. It's not competition anymore, you know? 
Exactly. And it's like, it would be like really like shitty thing to do if like you see somebody who's featured on like BTS's work and you give them so much hype and talk about how good they are. But then when it's the opposite and like BTS is featured on their work, people don't want to hype it up because it's not like released by BTS. It's like, come on, man. Exactly. That's like really rude. Exactly. I think especially when I think it's so amazing um, to see first it was with Halsey uh, and Mm. then uh, and then Max and now Jason Derulo. The fact that these are English songs that they're having Korean feature on like yeah in itself is just amazing like a few years ago I think that would have been unheard of exactly like be happy that they're breaking these boundaries and that they're making these friendships I don't know about Jason Derulo I don't know if these he's friends with BTS probably not probably not but just the fact that he was like sure I don't care rap in Korean do what you want Exactly. Who knows? Maybe one day on those like stupid ass videos he makes of like all these crazy cakes on TikTok, maybe he might feature BTS in one of them one day. We don't know. They might be friends in the making, but either way, even if they weren't, just support the music because they want us to listen to it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen Jason Derulo's TikToks, but he's really wilding on there. Like he must make so much money. With what he's doing on TikTok because he's I doing- swear I heard that like they pay him like $75,000 per TikTok <laughs> and I was like when will I ever? Um, me next. Uh, I, I like for gladly- making one TikTok that is like my whole tuition bro. Isn't that like same thing like, like my tuition like twice over. Like a million per like Instagram post or something like that. I don't know. I read something like that. Like she earns a lot based on her Instagram posts. <laughs> God, I see the type of things that you do for other people, I see what and you I'm do just for wondering. others. I'm here. I will continue to be patient. But, me but, next, but, 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 please. But maybe move me up the line a little bit. <laughs> just a little just, bit. Just a little bit. Like I just like if I was like if somebody told me like, look, you're gonna make seventy five thousand dollars for every TikTok, I'd be doing the crazy shit that Jason Derulo would be doing too. So I don't blame him at all. He's living his best life. I I agree. I know we can but, clown him, but, like, honestly, he, he's not hurting anyone. He isn't, honestly. All right. So, next, we should explain the benefits of supporting members for all BTS-related projects. We kind of went into that a little bit, um, but I think it's really important that we emphasize that it's... Don't think of it as supporting only that member you know Mm. because like I don't know it's just really weird to me how you can say oh I love all seven members but then not love them individually that doesn't make sense yeah like the whole concept of being OT7 is not just loving them as a group but then also loving all of them individually or in whatever units that they come in so all this like you know, hesitance and reluctance to support solo projects, especially solo projects that, like, aren't on, like, BTS's official SoundCloud or on their official albums, like, that's what really bothers me. It's, like, like, aside from, like, you know, the fact that they, you know, want us to listen and they worked really hard on it, it's, like, like, I don't even think that you need actually another reason. There really shouldn't be another reason aside from that. 
Exactly. And, like, and also think about how they would feel if, like, their project doesn't do well. Um, yeah. Like, think about, for example, think. remember how happy Yoongi looked when he won that producing award for producing wine? Uh, at yeah. At the Melon Music Awards. I think it was Melon. Yeah, it was Melon. Like, that was a big thing. Like, he was so happy. And if you look at the other members, they were there. Yo, they hyped him up. They were so happy. So, BTS also individually want each other to succeed. You know? Exactly. If they want to see each other to succeed, like, if they want to see each other succeed, like, you should have, like, no objections to that. There should be no excuse as to why you also don't, like, why you should, like... See how I'm just messing up my words because I'm so furious about this. Because it's, it's like, it's why don't you so want to support? I know. It's like, uh, it's like if you like them and you love them, just do it. Like, you're overcomplicating it, okay? Like, yeah. Just, there's no reason why you only have room in your playlist for one song. Like, that's not a playlist. That's a loop, okay? That is. First of all, looping, taboo. We talked about in episode four. Don't be doing that. Second of all, like, you really think that, like, if you were to make a playlist, right, and it had, let's say, I don't know, 30 songs on it, like, are you really going to make one third of that the same song? And then, like, not even one third, some people will make it, like, 75% or, like, 50% the same song. And it's like, mm, that's kind of weird. Like, throw in some diversity, because that's why a lot of people exactly. sometimes burn out. Because, like, they put a lot of the same song on the playlist, and then, like, it gets to the point where they're actually tired of the song that they're listening to. So, it's, like, you might want to throw in some diversity, and it's, like, if, you know, there are some other BTS projects that are out, like, you might as well. Because, yeah, you know, it's helping it the boys, and they're good songs. Throw in their Japanese discography to mix it up. I don't know. Something like that. And Crystal Snow is the best Japanese song, by the way. Just a small interval. Which one? Crystal Snow. Crystal Snow. Crystal Snow, I listen to that on repeat, like, so much. But it's, it I should be I didn't realize how long it was. Uh, like, it's like an over four minute long song. Like, I didn't realize how long it was. I used to look, like, when I would, because uh, when it came out, I was still in the UK studying so then, like, when it was, like, around December time, like, it would be the time where I would be putting earphones in, listening to Crystal Snow, like, on the train, looking out the window, like, I'm in a music video. Perfect time for that, by the way. Right. Ugh. I love Crystal Snow. I don't know if what, I don't know what my favorite Japanese track is, because it changes all the time, depending on my mood. Yeah, sometimes it changes for me, but, like, Crystal Snow will always be, like, at least within the top five. Oh, for sure. Oh, and by the way, sidetrack, this just came into my mind. Um, so back up like a minute ago where I was talking about uh, Yoongi winning an award for wine. That came out in like 2017, I think. Yeah, so yes, it did. So if you're a new army and you don't know what song I'm talking about, it's called Wine. It's by Saran, Produce, Suga. Um, you can... She also featured on his first mixtape and so far mm -hmm. so it's the collaboration between them two. It's one of my favorite songs he's produced like ever. So I would go listen to it if you have it. 
That's also another thing that I actually enjoy about Yungi is that, like, for him, a lot of the artists he works with, not only does, like, he get them on collabs for his stuff, but then he also goes on collabs for their stuff. So, like, if you notice, for example, Suran, she was on his mixtape, and then he went and produced a track for her. And then for Halsey, she was in Boy With Love, and then now, like, Shuga was on her album for the interlude. And then for Max, he was on D2 with Burn It, and then now Shuga's on his album, Color Vision, for a blueberry eye. So I just find that like really cool. Daisy, I thought you were gonna say something completely different. I thought you were gonna be like, I love how like all of Shuga's projects are with women. Like, yes, female supremacy, because like most of his cause he cause let's see, we have Shuran, we have Hayes, uh, we have mm-hmm. IU now. Can't forget mm-hmm. IU. Um, Revolutionary. Let me see. Halsey, like, he said women's rights. To be honest, like, majority of the people he does work with is women, and I really also do appreciate that as well, because women are amazing, period. Yes, they are. Okay, now we need to... I feel like we're already kind of heated, but this next topic we're going to talk about, I feel like we're going to get super heated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we need to talk about, yes, it's important to support all BTS-related projects. However, we need to be wary about false narratives that may be going around on the timeline to maybe guilt trip you. Yeah. So, like, one thing that I really wanted to talk about with this is the fact that there are those, like, you might see them for any army or even if you're not army, but whoever might be listening, like there are those people on the timeline who you'll see every once in a while who say stuff like, Oh, like nobody's supporting this song. And Oh, it's funny how you guys are giving so much energy to this song, but not enough for this song. And a lot of the times where I see this discourse, um, the main time I actually see it is when they're talking about the rap lines mixtapes. So for example, um, I'll see something like, oh, y'all have, like, all this energy for D2, but then when RM's mixtape first came out, y'all didn't have this energy. And it's like, girl. First of all, all, we need to break down the logic. Okay, so here's what happened. Um, Also, if you're a newer ARMY, let's back up. So 2015, RM released his first mixtape titled RM, because back then he went by... The name that shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then that, I mean, that one I think had a good response, but it's still very underrated. Like, because it came out in 2015, people just don't talk about it that much. Um, but it is really good. Like, really you should good. definitely listen to Go it. It's it on out. SoundCloud. The lyrics are amazing. And then fast forward a year, 2016, August. Yes, I remember because I was in Disney. Rip me. <laughs> came out and that did really well and Super a lot well. of people were comparing that to RM and were like you know it seems like Augusty did really well because Yungi's the most popular rap line member and you know no one cares about Namjoon and Hobie kind of thing and I was like I don't think so I think that's because Yungi's mixtape came out after Fire, and Fire was, like, a really mm-hmm. big blow-up for them. So it's just the fandom was just bigger. And then Hope World 
is next, right? And yeah. a lot of people were actually saying Hope World was going to flop because people only care about Yoongi. No one cares about, you know, Hobie. So, like, it's not going to do as well. But Hope World did even better than Augusty. Mm. And that's because for the same reason Augusty did better than RM. The fandom was just bigger. Exactly. There's, there's no conspiracy theory. There's no, oh, people don't love so-and-so member as much as the others. It's just that the fandom size was different at the time. Exactly. Because when, when like, Mono came pe- out, Mono also broke records. Yeah, Mono broke so many records. I think it actually shattered uh, the record that BTS had for most number ones on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And like that was a big deal. And then um, after Mono, obviously, D2 came out in uh, May of this year. And that shattered even more records than Mono did. And so what a lot of people don't realize when they say this is that, like, they're not taking into account the fact that the fandom size just wasn't enough to be shattering the type of records that their most recent stuff is doing. So, like, literally a lot of it is really just down to fandom size. That's the reason why uh, August D did better than RM. That's the reason why... Uh, Hope World did better than August D. That's the reason why Mono did better than Hope World. And that is the reason why D2 did better than Mono. Exactly. There's no no cryptic messages, no nothing, nothing at all. It's just the size of the fandom. I see this also with SoundCloud. Uh, Okay, so like we know Veeman, Soulmates, so cute best friends love them period um but their solo stands are like convinced on pitting them against each other it's really weird but we one instance that we see this is for soundcloud people were complaining that um it was maybe it was mainly the solo stands that were complaining people cared more about streaming promise than scenery because promise had like more streams not taking into account that promise is half the time of scenery. Like scenery is like a exactly. four minute long song. And so songs that are shorter are automatically gonna gain more streams because that's just how time works. Like you can't control yes. that. <laughs> Exactly. Like people really made it into such a big issue. And by people, I mean solos and mentees, because obviously most regular armies, we don't care. But, you know, just to even talk about that, like, that's like a common thing. That's why a lot of songs these days are like, shorter. It's not that like Jimin was doing it for that. But like, you know, for a lot of songs that are shorter these days, exactly. like naturally they will get more streams. And for a lot of people, they actually um, abuse that in order to sort of increase streams on their exactly. music. Exactly. If you notice, like a lot of songs will be like just under three minutes. It'll be like 256, 258, like just under three minutes. So then that way it increases album and single streams. Yeah, and like a side note, just to even mention that, um, I remember I was watching somebody who did an album review of like, I think it might have been Love Yourself Tear or something, um, but it was this uh, musician or something, and he was uh, uh, listening to the album back to front, and 
he had actually noted that a lot of songs on tier were like really long and he was saying how normally a lot of songs especially the ones that you hear on the radio mm-hmm. are like normally around three minutes so he i think he might have said something like oh this may not be played on the radio as often because it's so long and mm-hmm. i think that like that honestly tells you a lot about bcs about how they literally do not make music for charting because like they just make it however long they want and you know a lot of the success that they get is just due to the fact that a lot of people want to stream it rather than because their songs are like super short and jam-packed like they're going to drive up the streams which they don't do because so many of their songs are long i'm looking i'm trying to see if i can look at like spotify charts or something to see kind of get a glimpse of so Let's see. We have, um, yeah, all of these, if they're three minutes, they're not, like, above three minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, we have, I mean, there's a lot of songs. For example, um, to mention Blackpink, both of their collabs with Cardi B and Selena Gomez, uh, mm-hmm. Ice Cream is two minutes and 55 seconds, and Bet You Wanna, which is the one with Cardi B, is two minutes and 39 seconds. Oh. So, like, those are, you know, their Western collabs, and it kind of makes sense that those would be, you know, just under the three-minute threshold. Because it's prime for radio play. Because it's prime for radio play. Exactly. Yeah, BTS really do not make music for radio play, because their songs are so long sometimes. But it's okay, because, you know, I would hate for a song to be, like, two minutes and 30 seconds, and, like, barely anybody's getting in like lines that would be so like even 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 my fave girl um i don't know if i mentioned it on this podcast but i the group chat knows this i'm a huge fan of carly ray jepson and oh yes and when her album came out even like i was sad because a lot of her b-sides definitely fell victim to streaming because some songs so many of them were under three minutes and so the song would be over and i'm like where's the rest of it it was so good like it's kind of disappointing how streaming and radio has kind of affected the way people build their songs yeah and I think that's definitely like really unfortunate but like yeah this is just like us saying that like naturally a shorter song will get more streams exactly obviously Jimin wasn't like making his song for the charts because first of all he posted on SoundCloud (laughs) secondly like it wasn't officially promoted or anything this was just like what he wanted to do at the time he made it however long he wanted and you know because it was shorter of course it got more streams than scenery which was you know I think at least like twice the length of promise yeah i'm pretty sure scenery was like for at least four minutes like at least yeah so like i don't know why people are surprised that scenery has like less streams and like all these solos made it into like such a huge deal when they didn't really take that into account another yeah another example of this is i've seen it recently people are saying where was this energy for sweet night which was V's OST for the K-drama Itawan class. Um, but, like, Sweet Night did so well. So what are they talking about? It literally broke one of Adele's records. Yeah, like, I I don't know where they're getting. Oh, no one's streaming Sweet Night. People don't care about Sweet Night. Sweet Night broke lots of records. Like, 
everyone was streaming Sweet Night. Maybe it's because it came out so long ago that people aren't really talking about it. But they're definitely losing their minds saying people didn't stream Sweet Night. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people who say that are probably not, like, following the people who were, like, genuinely supporting it. Um, because, like, there would be people who talk about, oh, I don't see anybody people, uh, like, I don't see anybody um, in the fandom who is supporting Sweet Night. But then, like, you look at their followers, and it's just a bunch of people who are saying the same things as them. And, like, exactly. nobody's really following anybody who's, like, actually streaming Sweet Night. Is- so it's, like... Right. It's just, it's just too this much. This is why we tell you guys you need to, like, look out for who you're following. You know, you, you yes. cater your timeline yourself. If you're not happy with your timeline and your experience, like, you can change that. Yeah, if you're like, oh... I don't like being on Twitter because on my timeline, I don't like seeing X, Y, Z. Okay, then just, like, block out whatever that thing is and go follow people who are not tweeting about it. That's it. That's all there is to it. It's not rocket science. So, you know, just, I would say, especially if you're, like, a newer army, just try, like, and, like, block and meet those types of people, like, guilt tripping and talking about how people aren't paying enough attention to a certain song. I really think that that's just no good. And especially if you want people to stream that song, already starting out with, like, negativity, like, you're guaranteeing, like, that no one is going to listen to you. Exactly. Because, like, for example, if you were to, if you wanted to encourage somebody to stream something, like, let's, like, let me give the example of Dynamite. So, if, like, everybody was, like, really insistent on, like, topping the charts with Dynamite, which is, like, great, good goal. But, like, the good energy, like, the type of energy you want to have is encouraging people, like, oh, hey, guys, like, let's do, uh, let's stream Dynamite. Oh, like, let's try and get our streams up to this. And, like, you want to set concrete goals and sort of be encouraging to other people. What you don't want to be doing is being like, oh guys, like we haven't reached our goal. Like y'all, you guys aren't trying enough. Like this is like really terrible. Because then when you bring that energy onto the timeline, then like people aren't gonna like want to stream it anymore because you're kind of making it to a chore. Exactly. And we have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's like when um you're like, oh, I need to do the dishes. And then someone asks you to do the dishes and you're like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do them anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, you know it's that exact type of feeling. Like where as soon as somebody tells you to do something like you don't want to do anymore, you want to be in the mindset like where you want to do it willingly and not because you feel like it's a chore or because somebody's telling you to do it. So like that's the whole thing. Just like ignore people who are doing that because they're going to make your experience a lot worse. And especially during things like comeback season, like the last thing you want is to some is like somebody who's going to dissuade you from streaming. Yeah, if you see someone saying, oh, you're not doing enough, like, honestly, I meet them. I'll be like, I mean, I think it's important to call out when the fandom is being divisive, like saying, hey, not supporting Savage Love is a bad move. Like, yeah, you know, those kinds of tweets should, you know, be circulating. However, people just going, you know, you're not doing enough, like, no one cares, I'm the sole savior of this fandom, I'm the only one streaming, 
on this planet Earth. Um, like, those people you can just mute or block. Because you don't need that Yeah, energy. because... Yeah, because, like, what if I were to say that there's anything worse than, like, pointing out, like, something that people are not doing is pointing something that people are not doing without providing a solution. Oh, yeah. So it's like, if you're saying that we're, like, not trying hard enough and then that's all you say and you don't provide any solution for how we can do better, like, that's what pisses yeah, people off. Yeah, it's like, okay, um, if that's your issue, what's your solution? And then they don't give one. And it's like, then why'd you bring it up? <laughs> because it sounds like you have a solution. Right? Like, if you're not going to provide a solution, like don't bring idea, it up. But instead, you're just complaining because you can. Yeah, exactly. It's like, cough it up, <laughs> Einstein. Like, where's your plan A? Where's your plan B? Where's your plan C? And then they leave you on red. And it's like, so... Are we just not going to talk about this? Like, you have to, if, like, you're going to address an issue, you want to talk about how you can best provide a solution so you can learn how to stream better. Or if it's, like, an issue with sales, you know, like, if people are saying, oh, you know, we don't have enough sales, then link Mm -hmm. people to, like, all the funding accounts. The ways that you can do it without, like, guilt tripping the timeline and making people hate you and hate the process of streaming. Yeah, like, it's... It's just there's a way to go about it. And when you're being, like, passive-aggressive, people can see that. I hate it when people make tweets that are, like, low-key shady, and then they'll be like, um, I didn't name any names. When it was very obvious who they were talking about, you know, like, that kind of passive... Uh, yeah, like, it's obvious you were so... It's obvious you were being passive-aggressive. Like, don't try and hide it, so... Don't don't have that energy. Exactly. So I think just to wrap things up, like the basic points you should take away from this episode is that if BTS is working on a project and they've released something, support it. It doesn't matter how many members on the track there are, whether it's one or three or maybe it's even all of them. But either way, just support it. Um, because at the end of the day, regardless of how it charts or, you know, what position it is, it's something that they've put their work into, you know, people really do underestimate how much effort is put into making even just one song. Um, and so when I see that people want to like boycott stuff, it really does make me like really upset because it's like, I know how much right. like work they put into this. So to see people just ignore it, like also, that's not um, cool. Is, as a disclaimer, like we're not saying you have to like purchase and stream the song if you didn't like it, because like not every song is to your taste. However, don't encourage others yeah. to not support it. Exactly. If you don't want to support it, that's totally fine. If you've listened to the song and you come to realize, hey, I don't really like this. It's not my style. Go ahead. But like, don't be on the timeline like, oh, like, I don't even know why you guys are streaming this song or like we should pay attention to other stuff. Don't start discouraging other people because then that's Mm -hmm. when it becomes a problem. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Boycotting is just, for example, um, an example of, like, boycotting being really harmful is, uh, listen, I'm not a fan of Super M, 
okay, but when fans of the groups that, like, make up the members in Super M were, like, trending for Super M to disband, like, I know the members saw that, you know? They Yeah, they for sure. You don't have to like every project that they're a part of, but don't call yourself a fan if you're going to do things to deliberately hurt them. Yeah, don't deliberately, like, stop their bag. If you don't like them, cool. But, like, there are people who do like them, and especially not even just to the people who do like them, but just to the members themselves. If they're going on Twitter and they're seeing, like, this huge hashtag for, like, the whole project to be shut down, it's like, what type of message are you sending to them? Because it's like, even like, regardless of whether like the members wanted to be in the group or not, like they're still putting time and energy exactly. into being in the group. So like, like if you're saying like, oh no, cancel it. We don't want to see it. Like that, if, if it's not hurting their pockets, exactly. it's certainly hurting like, their feelings. I don't know. I really, I know there's some people, some idols, like for example, Matthew from Card, he actually spoke about how he doesn't go on Twitter because of the toxic culture there. And so, like, he doesn't like to check Twitter. Um, and it's nice to hear him be outspoken about that because that's just telling that, you know, idols do see the things we say. And so I think people yeah. really need to just really think before, you know, they start trending a hashtag for their faves to disband. Yeah, and the worst thing about that, I think what hurts me the most about things like that is especially because in the like when it comes to K-pop idols in general, they're really not allowed to respond to that type of stuff because they have to like mm-hmm. be nice and polite um because you know, if they're not and they're like very outspoken and they're very like yeah, blunt, they get, they get dragged for that. Meanwhile, like Western stands like for their like faves, like there are a lot of celebrities like here in the West, especially in the USA, who like if you trash talk them, like they will quote you, and like they, they don't care how many followers you have or like your account. They don't care if you have twelve followers and they have five hundred k. They will quote tweet you, and someone, and then like their fans will go after you and like suspend your account. Like Western artists see exactly tweet. So I don't see why that would be any different for Korean artists. Yeah, and on top of that, like, even though both see it, like, Western fans at least, like, have the freedom to be responding and to let people know that, hey, I don't stand for this type of, like, stuff. I don't like the way that you're talking about me. A lot of K-pop idols don't have the chance to do that, even if they are managing their own accounts. So it, like, really sucks when I see stuff like that and like they might want to respond but they can't Mm -hmm. so yeah just don't do it really careful about um language barrier because when on twitter you know there's kind of like a lot of slang and a lot of memes that like we understand but it maybe doesn't translate uh because I know we uh, yeah to that problem with Sunmi I don't know if anyone follows uh Sunmi she's a soloist she used to be in Wonder Girls but she's a soloist now and she uh tweets in English Mm. and communicates in English with fans on Twitter and sometimes like she 
made a tweet that she didn't really understand something. And I think her feelings got hurt when it was like all a joke. But mm-hmm. the language barrier, she didn't get the joke. So in the process, like, yeah, fans accidentally made her uncomfortable. So like, I think that's another thing to be mindful of. The language barrier. Yeah. Because like, even like, for a lot of people who speak English on Twitter, like, you have to be mindful that for a lot of them, it's not their first language. So even for, like, people like RM, there are still some words that he doesn't understand in English, even though he's, like, pretty fluent. Because I remember, like, for example, like, when they're at award shows, I think it might have either been, like, BBMAs or, like, AMAs, like, a couple years ago. But then somebody was... Yeah, he didn't know what snatching wigs meant, first of all. Second of all, like, somebody asked, like, somebody said, it was, like, a woman, and she was interviewing them. She was like, oh, yeah, you guys are, like, a heartthrob or whatever. He was like, what's a heartthrob? Like, so you guys have to be careful what you guys say to them, reg- like, regardless of whether your face speaks English or not. Because sometimes there's just stuff that exactly. they don't get. <laughs> uh, because we were talking about, like, Sunmi. I opened up her Twitter. She's so funny. Someone said, I cry every day for math. And then she said, I can't help you with that crying face. (laughs) 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 Yo, that would be me if I were an idol. I'd be like, what the I see that because, like, the TXT kids um, like to do math and stuff. So, like, sometimes I'll see Moas, like, put their math homework in the comments and ask them to solve it. And then, like, other Moas will be like, here's the answers. Like... People are helping each other do homework on K-pop Twitter. Like, I don't know. It cracks me up. K-pop Twitter is like, nobody is lacking this school year. Everybody's going passing grades. And we love to see it. We love to see that. But anyway, like, bottom line, just always show love to whatever your artist puts out, whether it's BTS or somebody else. If they've worked on it, you support it. That's it. There should be no other thing about it. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just don't discourage other people from liking it and supporting it. Mm -hmm. And that is all that we ask. I think that sums things up. Yep. I think that's pretty much it. I think we've finished Mm -hmm. it off pretty neatly there. Remember next time, uh, you know, you're on the timeline and you see people kind of complaining about so-and-so things not being supported kind of like think about who do they really support are they just taking advantage of the ot7 agenda or are they being like sincere like we really need to start clearing up these people in our fandom that are making it a toxic place because at the end of the day it should be exactly than work And sadly, it might take a little bit of work for us to make it fun again. Yeah, but I mean, that's all. I mean, it's all it all depends on our efforts. I I really hope that as we have these types of conversations and we as a fandom become more open to these types of conversations and we talk about it, that eventually it's going to get better. Yeah, All right, for sure. Well, everyone, that kind of wraps it up for this episode. So we'll see you in the next episode. Good night, good morning to wherever you guys are. And we're out. 
Talk with Army is written and edited by Daisy and Delilah, who you can find on Twitter at Nijaz 329 That is at N-A-I-J-A-0329. And Adorable Trap at A-D-O-R-A-B-1-E-T-R-A-P. You can also follow our official podcast Twitter at Studio underscore 090713. That's at S-T-U-D-I-O underscore 090713. The thumbnail art was commissioned by Rafa, who can be found on Twitter at RKDraws, that's A-R-E-K-A-Y underscore D-R-A-W-S. Stay tuned for a preview of the next episode. To all the, all the people out there, the, the Susans from Wyoming, the Jessicas from Texas, the Jakes from State Farm, this is to all you people out there who are just complaining about BCS quote unquote selling out to the West. It's just, a, it's, it's an all round terrible take. And it's just disrespectful, dismissive to not just them, but also to other artists who want to have the same aspirations because they forget a lot of K-pop idols are looking up to BTS and what they've done. And they want to try and, you know, not become BCS in like terms of their music, but like to be able to have impact like them. 